What's up everyone? It's me AJ and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour and it's time for the ultimate breakdown. Welcome back everyone to the ultimate breakdown. I know it has been three weeks uh, since I was talking with you guys. I was trying to talk with you guys every week, but um, life has just been getting a little crazy. And um, anyways, I am back. I'm here to break down all of the tea that y'all have missed, or maybe you haven't missed it. Maybe you moved on and found a better podcast and that is totally okay. I will not judge you, but welcome back um, because <laughs> we are here to dish on all of your favorite Housewives Tea. So I'm going to start with Atlanta today. So on my last podcast, I did mention that NeNe Leaks um, has decided to sue Bravo for basically um, being defamatory towards her um, as a black woman and kind of gave my opinion on that already. But anyways, you're probably wondering what her fellow castmates or former fellow castmates are thinking about this. And I do have interviews that Marlo and Candy uh, kind of did with Extra and Page Six. So Marlo spoke with Extra and basically her comment was, you know, we're going to leave that where it's at. Just sending my sister some love and kisses and we're going to keep talking about me and my peach and how it's my time to shine. Um, and Candy did speak with Page Six and she said that she has no opinion. She said, I don't think anything of it. I don't have anything to say about it. Never. Absolutely have no opinion. So, um, I don't know if maybe um, Bravo has like probably instructed them obviously to not say anything or at least I'm sure their PR people have, you know, told them not to say anything. I think that's definitely a smart move. I've already kind of told you guys my opinion on it, but I'll, I'll, you know, let you guys know again. Nini is, you know, more than willing, obviously, um, or, you know, she... As a black woman, I think that she should have whatever opinion that she chooses to have. And, she, you know, obviously it's valid. It's her feelings. But um, at the same time, I look at it like Nini had such a wonderful career with Bravo. And we don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but we try really hard to to know what goes on behind, behind the scenes. Um, that's my job for you guys. And I would like to think that Bravo is not that kind of network, especially with all of the... Um, you know, the, um, the shows that are based around these black families, um, that's, you know, that are great, that we love watching. I mean, Atlanta is really great. Potomac is really great. Um, we're seeing a lot of diversity among other cities now. I'd like to think that Bravo is not like that, but, um, I definitely, you know, think that, uh, we can't tell Nini how to feel and, you know, we may know some things that she doesn't. So I am sending her some love and I hope that it gets resolved quickly. And, um, yeah. So just this past week on Atlanta, Sheree and Drew did seem to get into a little bit of a feud. And I will say that, you know, my opinion so far on what's kind of going down uh, with with Drew and Sheree, um, as far as with, Dre, uh, with Drew, um, I kind of just feel like her storyline this season is just kind of... I don't know. It doesn't seem that authentic to me. Um, the scenes with Ralph are very awkward. And I don't know. I, I think that there's something off about about what we're watching. And I don't know if it's just because they're kind of putting too much thought into their storylines and not being as as authentic as they can. I don't really know. Um, 
I, I'm going to kind of try to watch this season and see how it plays out, and then I'll kind of give you guys my full thoughts on it. We all know Sheree is not afraid to check somebody. Um, <laughs> so um, anyways, um, so Drew and Sheree took shots at each other on Twitter following this previous episode of Atlanta. Um, Sheree basically shaded Drew's marriage to her husband, Ralph, after... Um, after Drew went after Sheree's finances. So Drew tweeted by saying, if you can't distinguish spring, summer, and September, you probably can't keep your payroll straight. Um, Sheree then clapped back by saying, just like you can't keep your marriage straight. And then she also added, instead of paying three assistants when you aren't working, you should invest that in a real marriage counselor. Drew did not like that Sheree kept going after her husband and marriage, and as a result, she said... Keep my husband's name out of your mouth. And despite Drew's threat, Sheree made it clear that she isn't phased. She said, or what? Keep my finances out of your mouth. Who the F are you? Uh, bank teller at Wells Fargo? <laughs> um, yeah, I was kind of a, you know, I don't really know where their feud kind of started. I don't I don't understand this, this whole thing. I mean, the assistant thing I get, but I don't know why Drew was trying to throw Sheree under the bus for that. Um, I did think it was funny, though. Kenya was on Watch What Happens Live, and Andy basically asked her what her opinion was on everything that's going down with Drew and Sheree. And Kenya made it pretty clear that she said, you know, when Sheree doesn't like the work that's being done, she probably won't pay them. Uh, <laughs> and that, honestly, uh, that's that's kind of sounds like something that would happen. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, very entertaining on Twitter, these ladies. Moving on over to Beverly Hills, since the season just started, I do have a lot of press to share with y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to sound like Sutton. Um, so I do have an interview that Erica did with Page Six. So Sutton has slammed Erica for trying to find rich men to date. Um, and she kind of opens up to, um, uh, Kyle about her dating life. So Sutton admitted that she was dipping her toe back in the dating pool. And then Kyle revealed that Erica is doing the same, noting that, um, you know, friends have been setting her up on dates. Sutton then said, but I don't care if they're rich. So maybe my qualifications might be a little different than your friends. She elaborated in her confessional interview saying that she's looking for a man with character and humor because she has her own money. She continued by saying, maybe unlike Erica, I don't need money. I don't need that in order to make myself feel better. Maybe Erica misses her big house, all the jewelry, and all the lifestyle, so she has to look for someone that can provide that for her. Uh, despite Sutton's claims, Erica insists that she's not looking for a man with money, and she said to Page Six, well, that's not true, because if that's what I wanted, I would already have it. If what I wanted was a man with money, I would already have one, so no. I value intelligence, a sense of humor, and someone that's really good at whatever it is they do in life. That's the kind of man I'm looking for. The claws are coming out, y'all. <laughs> so following the premiere episode of Beverly Hills, Kyle and Dorit were both on Watch What Happens Live. I have a few things to share about that. Fans began calling out Kyle for her reaction to Sutton's lack of empathy towards Dorit's home invasion. So Kyle was taken aback by Sutton's reaction to Dorit's home robbery that was on the premiere episode. Sutton acts nonchalantly towards Kyle's tears over Dorit's whole ordeal. Instead, Sutton tells Kyle that she's putting out fires all day. And she said, it's all relative. I mean, I wasn't held at gunpoint. I'm sorry. Kyle then says, what is wrong with you to the camera? She said, are you that wrapped up in yourself that you are not grasping what just happened to our friend? Oh yeah, let me hear about your problems. So fans took issue with Kyle's reaction, considering the perceived lack of compassion that she showed Lisa Vanderpump following her brother's funeral. 
Um, I do have an Instagram post that Bravo Snarkside shared that was a scene between Kyle and Lisa from season nine at Vanderpump Dogs. This resulted in fans calling out Kyle's double standard. Um, Kyle addressed the criticism during uh, the episode of Watch What Happens Live that I just said. Um, Kyle, would you say that Sutton's reaction in response to your crying over Dorit's situation is at all similar to your reaction to LVP crying about her brother's death and you saying, we all have issues, why the double standard? Kyle then said, well, I knew that was coming. I don't know. I can't go back to it. Obviously, I've already apologized for that a long time ago. I can't go back to that. I mean, I was literally... Um, literally at the moment, just left Dorit's house. I was in the same outfit. I had been leaving Dorit's. Both not okay. I mean, if we're going to go back to that moment, um, in hindsight, I think I didn't really think about... I don't know. See, like, I'm so... um... Here's the thing with Vanderpump. Because I watch Vanderpump Rules now... I see Vanderpump in such a different way than I than I picture her on Housewives. And I almost wish that... Um, I mean, I should probably go back and kind of watch and see. But, I mean, like, I had mixed feelings about Vanderpump. And I always thought that she was the queen of Beverly Hills until the very end. And I don't know. I mean, now I, I, I just think that she's so great on her show that... Um, that she's just so far removed from all that. And honestly, like, she was going through a lot when she lost her brother. I mean, they were filming Vanderpump Rules at the same time. So it's it's all, you know, I, I think that Kyle was being a little insensitive. You know, if we're going back to season nine, I do think she was being a little insensitive then. But honestly, it was just so long ago that I just don't even really remember. And I don't think that Kyle's a hypocrite. Because to me, a, you know, a hypocrite is somebody who is repeatedly doing... Th- I mean, that could have just been a mistake. You know, she shouldn't have done that. So, I don't know. I, I I don't see it like that. So, circling back to Erica's interview with Page Six, um, just to give you guys a little bit of a backstory before I get into this, um, we all know now that Erica and Garcelle are feuding. The social media war had been started a couple months ago. So, you're probably wondering what is fueling all this with the recent issues. So, according to Erica, Garcelle did break her promise not to ask her any more questions about her ongoing legal issues. Um, Garcelle made a promise at the beginning of season 12 and that's what we saw in the premiere episode of Beverly Hills so Erica spoke with page 6 where she said it was a relief to hear her say that but no she didn't keep her promise and of course that's really what you also see in the teaser for the rest of the season it goes on and on Erica also teased that her heated exchange with Garcelle spills over into confrontations with Sutton and Crystal Erica then told Garcelle that she was hopeful she could um, she would emerge victorious in the various multi-million dollar lawsuits she's been hit with. At the moment, Garcelle seemed supportive, at least in Erica's mind. However, in her confessional interview, Garcelle was highly skeptical of Erica's claims of innocence. Erica um, basically said, It's disappointing if I didn't think that it would happen. Sometimes reactions are expected out of certain people, and you've been around someone long enough to know exactly where they're going. Garcelle said that she felt that Erica was in denial about her legal woes, um, is basically what she had said. Erica then said, I came to this positive place, though, through sheer will and not giving up and not quitting and not being beat. I refuse to be beat. So when she says denial, I'm not quite sure what she means. I'm not quite sure that she knows what she means. Uh, We will see this play out on this season. And yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch this kind of all happen because Garcelle's tough. And so is Erica. So I just talked to you guys about 
Sutton shading Erica about the dating life situation. So Erica had already shut down Sutton's claims in an interview with Page Six that I told you guys about, but that did not stop Rena from slamming Sutton on Instagram. We all know Rena can be a, a little messy on Instagram <laughs> and cryptic with her stories. So Lisa commented on the Reality Rundown's Instagram and said, Oh yeah, that's right. Sutton worked her ass off to have the money she has. I guess it takes a gold digger to no one. She's rich, honey. She's rich. Because of her ex-husband. And hey, more power to her. However you get your cash, just own it, baby. Sutton then replied saying, Now Lisa, you know that I've known my ex since we were kids. Don't be doing this. Lisa didn't stop there and she continued to throw shade at Sutton claiming that she hit a nerve and that her co-star was so angry. Uh, <laughs> She also said, it's hard when the husband makes all the money. It's hard not to feel weird about it. I get it. That's why I've always hustled and made my own money. She also added saying, I thought Sutton was just too busy in her life to see this tabloid sort of stuff happening. She sure saw this one now, didn't she? <laughs> I love that they're getting shady on social media. It's just crazy. Um, it's kind of turning into an Atlanta thing. Um, I mean, Rinna did say, you know, on this recent episode of Beverly Hills that, you know, she doesn't want to hurt Sutton. So, I mean, clearly she's being messy, but I don't know. <laughs> so speaking of Lisa Vanderpump, Dorit was recently on Watch What Happens Live with Kyle, where she obviously opened up about her home invasion. Um, while discussing the home invasion, a fan asked um, Dorit, given how close you uh, once were, did you hear from LVP at all after what happened? And Dorit replied saying no, insisting that she didn't hear from Lisa at all. She said not a word. Um, Lisa caught wind of this and took to Twitter to share her side of the story. According to LVP, she did in fact reach out to Dorit and her husband PK following their home invasion. She said, fact, I reached out, they didn't reply. She then shared a text message that she sent to PK following the incident. She also claimed that she didn't hear from them at all following her horse riding accident earlier this year. She said, setting the record straight, of course I reached out to PK, and yes, after the accident, not a word from any of them, but that's okay, I had pillars of support. So the text that Lisa sent read, I'm so sorry to hear what transpired, glad that you're all safe. And... I don't know everyone was so there was like mixed feedback online like a lot of people were lvp stands and then a lot of people were saying that she made up the text i mean i'm reading it and it doesn't look like you know the text is made up at all it says delivered um i don't i don't really know you know why it would be made up so um yeah i mean it's definitely interesting to i don't know i mean it's interesting to hear this um I don't know why they're harboring so much, you know, hatred towards LVP or I don't, I don't know. I mean, they should have just, you know, I think they should have reached out to her following the horse riding accident, but that's just me. All right. So this is going to sound super outlandish, but I'm going to talk to you guys about it because I think it's funny. Over the weekend, a rumor about Rinna and the newbie Cherie Zampino, who is we're going to meet soon, started circling around social media. So the rumor, um basically caught wind of former Beverly Hills friend Dana Wilkie. She claims that Cherie got bitten by a rat while filming a dinner scene at Lisa's house during season 12. Um, the report read, A source is now reporting that while filming the show's 12th season, Cherie Zampino was bitten by a rat during an event at Lisa Rinna's house. Zampino was rushed to the hospital where she was treated for exposure to hantavirus, a disease found in wild rodents. So, um... The report um, was posted on an Instagram called All About the Real Housewives. Um, 
questioning if there's any way that this could all be true. Um, Kyle Richards commented on the post saying, OMG, now I have heard everything, <laughs> alongside a crying laughing emoji. Meanwhile, Lisa reacted to the rumor with a post on her Instagram stories. In the post, Lisa shared a video of a woman screaming and running away as a giant rat runs out in front of her um, and said, oh, look, the rat that allegedly bit Cherie is in NYC now. Run. By the way, I can't watch the video because I have a death phobia of rats. Um, and anyone anyone who knows me knows that. But um, yeah, I have a death phobia. So going to avoid watching that video. But honestly, this sounds super outlandish and I just had to share it with you guys because there's no way that this could be true. Um, it's completely insane. <laughs> Circling back real quick to the LVP thing. So days after Lisa shared a screenshot of a text message showing that she did, in fact, reach out to Dorit and PK following their home invasion, Dorit and PK are shutting down that claim. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, Basically, Dorit reposted the the IG story and added in the, you know, in little kind of clips and said lies. And then, um, and said, Lisa said she reached out, stop, or I'm sorry. Um, basically, what had happened was Dorit reposted somebody who was calling Dorit a liar, basically. Um, Dorit basically deleted the post um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to gather these thoughts here. This is so confusing. Meanwhile, on Sunday, PK responded to Lisa's claims that she texted him on Instagram saying, I have bought in London's best team to help me locate the next, the text that LVP apparently sent. We'll keep you all informed of their progress. Um, alongside a picture of Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman from the show Sherlock. Um, the Bravo Chicks account commented on PK's post saying, it's also possible that you have her blocked and therefore did not receive her text. PK then replied by saying, not blocked, Lisa. We are super close. So if they're super close, then I don't understand why he's saying, why, why would, I don't know. Like, I'm looking at the text with my own eyes, and I don't I don't understand how that could be made up. I, I really don't. So. so in a new interview that I have with Erica that she did with Us Weekly, she explains that she didn't realize that mixing alcohol with her antidepressant Lexapro would lead to increased intoxication. She said, well, look, I've been very open and honest. I mixed alcohol and antidepressants, which I don't, I didn't know that it would make you this drunk. And it did. I do not have a problem and lesson learned. And we go on. I mean, are you going to see a moment that, you know, you'll probably be like, is that Erica? And the answer is, yeah, I mean, that was me. She explained that she had extreme moments of depression and that drinking did help her get through it while filming season 12. She said, at the time, it was really difficult because there were moments that I didn't want to get out of bed. More than moments, there were days, and you have to do that. And let's be honest, you know you're sitting at these parties and some of these women are kind of boring. So you have a drink and then you have another drink and then you're like, where am I? So, you know, it's not that I was drinking a lot. It's just that I was drinking while being medicated. <laughs> um, I think we definitely saw that in the teaser for the season. <laughs> Closing off with Beverly Hills today. Um... <laughs> So I found this to be really interesting, so I'm going to share it with you guys. I know it's a rumor, but it seems really interesting and kind of intriguing. Um, according to a report from Bravo and Cocktails, which is a uh, Bravo blog forum, basically, Rinna um, allegedly has a secret deal with producers in Bravo that prevents her from being exposed on the show. Uh, the post to Bravo and Cocktails says, why don't Lisa Rinna's rumors ever get exposed, which is not proper grammar i think uh the source explains she's protected she's good tv and also has been a major actress 
Uh, Bravo isn't stupid. They're, they try and press for a personal story on her. She'll freak the F out. It's basically in her contract. She's not the only one in Beverly Hills with that deal. I found this to be really interesting because looking back, there hasn't really been any big secrets um, or anything that has come out about her or even like Kyle, for example. So I don't know. It's very interesting. It makes you think for sure. Um, I definitely could see that being, you know, I I definitely could see that being true. But um, obviously this is all alleged, you know, stuff. Moving on over to Miami, I actually have just one really interesting thing to share with you if you have not heard it already. So last week, Queens of Bravo, which is an Instagram page, revealed that one couple from the Real Housewives of Miami is currently dealing with a divorce. They posted on Instagram saying, I'm hearing this longtime Miami marriage is over and he's already been seen with someone new. And yes, it will be talked about on camera. So apparently, um, I'm going to find the original kind of proof here um sorry trying to find it so it turns out um basically um lenny was found in a club with a woman and this was okay all this just for preface was not caught on camera initially so lenny was in a club with another woman um and and i'm sorry i am talking about lenny and lisa hockstein um, Hochstein, Hochstein, I don't even know. Um, apparently Lenny was found in a club with another woman. Lisa walked in there with, I think it was Larsa. They confronted him and, um, and obviously he denied it and he denied it to press and, um, basically said that they're not getting a divorce. That's what you think, you know, all this stuff, blah, 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 gaslighting us. Anyways, a couple days later, um, it's just crazy. So then even a couple days later, um, Lisa, you know, or I'm sorry, Lenny has indeed checked out of their marriage and basically has moved on with this new woman. Um, so Lenny was spotted getting handsy with his new girlfriend, um, Kat, Katharina Mazipa, outside a restaurant in Miami. Um, the clip of Lenny and Katharina was posted on TikTok and it shows basically Lenny reaching out and putting his armor on. Um, Katharina's waist while pulling her closer to him. The day that this video came out on social media, Lenny then confirmed that he and Lisa were divorcing. In an interview over the phone with Page Six, he said, Lisa and I are getting divorced. A few weeks ago, I denied this because I'm trying my best to protect my family during this process. This is a very difficult time and I would ask for some privacy so that we can best take care of our children who mean the world to us. Bullshit. Um... (laughs) He also confirmed that he is dating Katarina, but or Katarina, Katharina, but claims that none of this happened until after the decision was made to get divorced. While neither Lisa nor Lenny have filed for divorce yet, Lenny admits that they have contemplated divorce for the last several years. She shared that on the show, so it was not a shock to me that this was all happening. It was just insane that it was all happening so fast. Um He said, I tried my best to avoid it for the sake of our children who we love deeply. We have been living separate lives for months and made the decision to divorce last month. It was after the decision was made that I started seeing Katerina. This is something that Lisa was well well aware of before it happened. Our issues have nothing to do with filming of the show. So I right now do not believe Lenny. So I will kind of wait and see. Um, 
I want to see what what Lisa says on camera because that is what I will believe. I believe my girl Lisa. Um, That woman has tried so hard to make her marriage work. And you know what? It's kind of a similar situation with Ashley Darby on Potomac. Um, Listen to me. Lisa better take Lenny for all he is because honestly, I believe in my heart that he was cheating on her. Especially when I heard the rumor of him in the club with another woman when they were technically still married. Um, It's not cool. And I think Lisa needs to come for him, basically. Um, She worked so hard to have two children for him. And honestly, it's really frustrating. So, um, yeah, I can't wait to see this play out, but I'm heartbroken for Lisa, obviously. So you're probably wondering what Lisa has to say about all this. She did speak with Page Six also and said that she was blindsided by her husband Lenny's decision to divorce her after 12 years of marriage. She said, with two young children involved, as a mom, I'm going to focus all my energy and time on them. I am blindsided by his behavior and reckless handling um, of this situation. Um, It's really... Oh, I'm sorry. And then meanwhile, one of Lisa's friends then also said to Page Six... Excuse me. She's devastated and disgusted that he would do this to his children. The way he's flaunting it, it is gross. Um, Yeah, I think that's the most sickening part. It's like he's not trying to, you know, he says he's not trying to hurt his children. But this is literally going to be out there forever. Um, Once it's out in the Bravo universe, it it is there. We label him as a cheater or whatever it is. It's there, you know. it's um, And the fact that he's asking for privacy, get the hell out of here, man. I mean... Don't go, in, don't go out in public with another woman in a nightclub in Miami. How about that? Moving on over to Jersey, I have a bunch of things to share, a bunch of thoughts, uh, you know, about this t- uh, interesting reunion, to say the least. There was a lot of stuff that happened. But um, so I do have an interview that Louie and Teresa did with Us Weekly's Getting Real with the Housewives podcast. Um, here's what they said. We both, Teresa and Louie, had an agenda of the way we were going in because, unfortunately, you have to with these vultures. I mean, they were like vultures, but he stuck to his plan. I didn't stick to mine. I couldn't help it just sitting across from Margaret. I was just so hurt. This is the person that caused me pain all season long, and I was sitting right across from her, and I just couldn't help myself. When someone claims to be your friend and then puts out all these things about you and she sees that you're happy, at this point in my life, I'm not trying to fake anything and I don't have to prove anything to anybody. I'm in my own love bubble. The million dollar question obviously is, could Teresa ever be friends with Margaret again? And Teresa said, never say never, but you know, I was really, really hurt because there was a lot of things going on behind the scenes and on the TV show, which you saw that, but it was very hurtful. It was really hurtful to me and Louie. I guess time heals all wounds because every day, like anything else, it gets better. You just forget about these things. So that's where I'm at right now. I didn't like my behavior in Nashville. That's not me. So I'm working on myself with that. So that was nice to hear. Listen, I am a total Teresa Stan. I love her. I think that she is the heart of the show. She is Jersey. I think that they would not... I'm one of those people who believe that they would not have the Real Housewives of New Jersey without Teresa. It's kind of like how I feel about Beverly Hills. They would not have a show without Kyle. Um, Even if, you know, she doesn't bring much to the show, she is Beverly Hills. She started that show and she needs to write it out. Um, And same with Teresa. That's how I feel. Um, I did not agree with a lot of her behaviors this season. And it's funny because I was reading a lot of the Instagram posts. I'm on social media so much with all this housewives shit. And, you know, there's a lot of people that really, really, really um, liked 
you know, wanted, or I'm sorry, really, really wanted to defend Teresa this season. And her behavior was just indefensible. The only thing that I think I could defend her on is I get, you know, I, I get her feelings towards Margaret. I get that she just wants to be happy and she just doesn't want anybody to bring up any negativity. But I'm also with Marge on this one. I think that all this information was already out there. I think the easiest thing that Louis could have done was come onto the show and shut it all down and and be honest, exactly like he did at the reunion. And let me just tell you, by the way, Louis was phenomenal at the reunion. And honestly, anything bad that I had to say about him before or any skepticism has completely left my mind. And I know that that's a pretty bold statement to make. But moving forward, I am Team Louis and I'm Team Teresa. And I'll tell you why. That man sat there at that reunion. He took every damn question that Andy had to say that any of the women had for him. And he answered it with poise. He was respectful. He walked over to Margaret and gave her a hug when he left. That man, like, to do that, I mean, that's just great. Like, call him a bitch boy, whatever you want to call him. That was super honorable. And honestly, I can tell you right now, my opinion has changed on him. And I think he is a good guy, and I'm excited to see him more on the show. Now, with that being said, obviously, you know, if something else comes out that's really, really bad, and and he addresses it himself, and he says, I fucked up, then we can start passing judgment on him. Then we can start doing, I mean, it's kind of going to be like Michael Darby. Like, we're going to kind of have to see, well, actually, Michael Darby is a whole other situation. If you watch Potomac, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Michael Darby is actually really different, so I probably shouldn't compare the two. But um, let me just say this, moving forward, unless something comes out and he addresses it on the show and he owns up to something, then my opinion will change. But as of right now, I think he's a stand-up guy and I honor him for what he did at the reunion. So one of the biggest things that I noticed from the Jersey reunion after having shared her reunion dress was that Tracy, the friend of the Jersey Housewives this season, was completely absent from the final cut of the reunion. And I thought it was really funny because, well, I mean, I think it's funny and it's also kind of sad at the same time because here's a housewife who tried to come into this mix of these insane ladies. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people don't like her. I give her an A for effort because I think that she really tried. But at the same time, uh, she came in, you know, and this is just my opinion from watching the show and, you know, doing, you know, I'm going to, I'm a self, self-claimed, self-proclaimed, Housewives expert, okay? Bear with me here. Um, I think that Tracy came in a little too hot on Team Margaret, um, or Team Melissa, I should say, because I always look at Jersey as two sides, Team Teresa and Team Melissa. In this case, Team Margaret. I think she came a little bit too hard on Team Margaret's, um, t- or, you know, Team Margaret on this season. I think it would have been safer for her to just kind of play the middle a little bit. Um, if If her goal, I mean, this is just, you know, if her goal was to ultimately become a full-time housewife on Jersey, I think that she should have played the middle a little bit more. Uh, I mean, they brought in her husband. I mean, it, it's like, you know, they kind of, they brought them in. Um, you know, they had her her kids on camera. So, um, so I, I, yeah, that was my, that's my thoughts on Tracy. Other than that, I mean, I think that she tried her best, but, um, you know, obviously it ultimately didn't work out for her because she was absent from the reunion. I can't really imagine, you know, what they talked about at the reunion with her. I mean, obviously she had some opinions throughout the season. She got into it a little bit with Teresa about her brother-in-law, which I think that she was a little wrong to get in the middle of considering she doesn't know the history. Or maybe she does because she is, you know, watching the show constantly. Um, 
yeah, I thought it was really funny that she was just completely, you know, left out of the reunion. And no comment on her from social media so far. Um, it'll be interesting to see if she even comments on it at all. But um, anyways, I was talking about Tracy because she did do an interview with Us Weekly in April. Um, so Tracy wasn't scared to go head to head with Teresa throughout season 12. But that wasn't always the case. She did admit that she was a bit nervous about encountering the um, uh, about encountering Teresa at the beginning of the season. She said, "I think in the beginning I was a little little hesitant, excuse me, to ever really speak my mind to Teresa because she does come off very aggressive. Excuse me. But the further along in filming I got, I realized she has a lot of bark but not a lot of bites, and the worst she can usually do, excuse me, is yell at you." Um, and speaking of Teresa, Tracy says that she wasn't a fan of Teresa's antics during the cast trip. She noted that Teresa isn't someone she would usually associate herself with in real life. She said, I didn't see it coming. Quite honestly, I don't think I ever would have anticipated an almost 50-year-old woman clearing a table of drinks at someone. That just isn't people I associate my life my, myself with. And what Marge was saying wasn't something that warranted that reaction. It's just another example of a Teresa-ism in her life where she gets to make the rules and not play by them. My husband's not allowed to ask her boyfriend a question that's happening in real time, yet she can look up a 12-year-old fake news articles about me and try to talk about it. By the way, I kind of disagree with her there because, um, first of all, she needs to kind of learn her place. She doesn't know Teresa like that. I don't think that it was fair for her to come after her like that. And Teresa only only is talking about this 12-year-old fake news articles about her, which, in my opinion, I don't think are fake. Um, Teresa's only talking about that because Tracy's coming after her. So it's like a tit-for-tat thing. So, you know, that's where my, you know, fight or flight comes in for Teresa because I'm with her on that. Tracy also, um, <laughs> she also um, was shocked by the lady's inability to let things go. She said, I was very shocked to see that um, you think you're okay one day and then two weeks later the same thing gets brought up again. And I'm kind of sitting back going, I thought we resolved that two weeks ago. I still go back to Teresa being mad at me for things my husband asked her boyfriend. To me, I'm still to this day confused at why you're mad at me for something my husband did, but you're not mad at him. Another hot topic that Tracy shared was her feelings on um, Gia who normally stays out of the drama on the show but found herself entrenched in a family feud with her uncle. So while Tracy is all for Gia sharing her feelings, she didn't believe that Gia should be disrespectful towards her uncle. She said, I think Gia has every right to state her opinion to her uncle, but I think at the end of the day, she has to remember she's 21 years old and her uncle has been there for her since the day she was born. So have her little respect too. See, this I don't, I don't really like her for that because, you know, she just doesn't know Teresa like that. She doesn't know the family dynamic and... I don't know. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. I feel like the friend of should not really get that much involved in the drama. And I think she tried a little bit too hard this season, in my opinion. So during part one of the Jersey reunion, Teresa called out her baby brother, Joe, for being too involved in the drama. Teresa said, he's a little too much involved. That's all I'm saying. And Andy defended Joe saying, I love that he's involved and we invited him here. Teresa shot back saying, that's fine. It's called The Housewives. And when Andy reminded Teresa that her ex-husband Joe was present for multiple reunions, um, Teresa said, with all the rest of the men, and Joe would not get involved with the girl's shit. Sorry, he wouldn't get involved. Joe then fired off at Teresa for constantly putting him down and letting her friend Jen do the same. As you recall, Jennifer called Joe a little bitch girl during the season, and Teresa didn't do anything to shut her friend down. Joe said, that's how you put me down. It's terrible. Um, before he'll... Uh, before saying that he'll call Louie a bitch boy and see how Teresa likes that. And unbothered Teresa said, I love my bitch boy. 
And she later claimed that being called a bitch boy is not a bad thing. Uh, she said, bitch, bo- bitch boy, I'm sorry, Joe. You're kind of like a housewife. Sorry, you are. And then Joe said, oh, I'm a bitch. And then, you know, they just kind of, you know, went back and forth. And Joe basically walked off and said, as a matter of fact, I quit. I'm done. I quit. I don't give a shit. I quit. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bravo. Listen, 12 years. I love you. I'm done. Fuck you, people. <laughs> um, You know, it's kind of sad because I, I really do, you know... It's so hard because, like, I, you know, if it were me, I would just never treat my sibling this way. Like, it's just crazy to me how how horrible Teresa is to her brother. She's horrible to him. I mean, and this is where I, this is where I, you know, get frustrated with Teresa. She literally is horrible to him. I mean, she doesn't support him. She doesn't support his wife. Which, I don't even know why she doesn't like Melissa at this point. I mean, they've been married for so long. It's like, come on. Um, It's a little painful to watch at this point. And it's kind of like, you know, like you almost just need to shake Teresa and just say, what the fuck? You know, like, it's, it's her brother. I, you know, I get it that they have a difficult, you know, they have a difficult past. And a totally different dynamic from a lot of, you know, typical sibling relationships. But... I just, I'm so tired of this whole narrative of like, you don't stick up for me. Be a good sister. Be a good brother. It's like, she's horrible to him. I mean, I just, I, I can't, I can't fathom it anymore. I mean, I really hope that they come to some sort of a resolution and, you know, I want to see some love there. It's like, there's no love. There's no appreciation there. And it's, it's just sad at this point. So to continue, um, Melissa on her podcast Oh, I'm sorry. This wasn't on her podcast. Sorry, sorry. Um, Melissa appeared on the Wendy Williams show um, uh, first week of May where she spilled some tea about the future of New Jersey. Guest host Michael Rappaport, a Bravo favorite, asked Melissa if she thinks that Teresa should leave the show to protect her relationship. And do you think that she would ever do you think that that would ever happen? And Melissa said she doesn't know if that would ever happen. And she does think that Teresa is over being on New Jersey. So Melissa said, I think she's come to a point where she doesn't enjoy it anymore. It's very obvious she doesn't enjoy it. She didn't, she doesn't want to do a lot of the activities we do. She didn't want to sing with us. She didn't want to climb the trees with us. She kind of rolls her eyes at everything. I think that if making her unhappy and, um, and she has a guy who is financially stable and they want to be happy, she should leave the show. Why does, why does this, why do this if you need to? And Michael agreed that Teresa shouldn't do the show if it doesn't make her happy. However, he noted that he couldn't imagine the franchise without um, Teresa. He said, just the thought cracks my heart. I cannot have Teresa leave the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And see, I feel exactly the same way. Um, like I just said, I feel like Teresa is the heart of Jersey. At the same time, um, I understand what Melissa's talking about, but I also feel like, like, um, maybe they need like new producers on the show or something. Um, like, it's funny because Jersey has like some of the highest ratings. So I know that they're doing great, but it's almost like Teresa just needs somebody to shake her. Um, like they need her, they need to, she needs to be a little bit more produced because she's really authentic. Trust me. I don't think she's faking any of her feelings. Let's just, let's just put that out there. I mean, clearly she feels this way because she just will not stop. It's like, it's like a merry-go-round um, of just this, like, you know, you came after Louie and you did, you know, all this stuff and you're a bad brother. You don't support me, whatever. Um, clearly it's just a merry-go-round of emotions. And, um, 
it, you know, like from what I can tell, I think she needs somebody to literally come in and produce her and say, hey, you need to sit down with your brother um, and talk this shit out. Um, or, you know, like you and Melissa need to have a, a, like a, a serious conversation, um, you know, on camera or even off camera. I mean, fuck, like someone should tell her, like, I don't understand, you know, how... I don't understand how we've gotten here like 12 seasons later and we're still fighting about Melissa, you know, and Joe not supporting Teresa with the whole Caroline and Jacqueline thing. Oh my God. If I have to hear this one more time, it's literally going to put me in a tailspin. Listen, I love me some Jersey, but I do not want to keep going back to this whole Caroline situation. I feel like we've totally beaten this dead horse so much that it's, it's, it's deceased. It's in crumbs. We literally cannot go any further with this, you know, with this drama. So here's here's my proposition. I think we need to bring in maybe a couple new producers, a couple new housewives, which I'm getting to in a minute. And um, and somebody needs to produce Teresa. They need to guide her. That's what the producers are there for. You guys may not know about this, but there's producers, you know, on these shows for a reason. They go to these ladies. They don't tell them what to say. But they go up to them and say, hey, Teresa, I think you should sit down with your brother and I think it should be on camera and I think you should hash this shit out. I think you guys should go to therapy. I think you guys should do this. They have to put that in the air. They're producing the show. And I, I mean, if I was a producer on this show and, and I witnessed what I witnessed at the reunion and I was sitting there watching this and and Teresa said, you know, well, they didn't have my back with the Caroline and Jackie. I would literally throw all of my notes on the ground. I would take my headset off. I would be so, I, f- I would honestly feel like I failed at my job. So um, not to shit on these producers, but, but they need to like do some serious work. They need to have some conversations with Teresa. They need to, they need to make some changes. And, um, and that goes for, and I'm not saying, you know, get rid of anybody um, because, you know, like I said, I love Teresa. She's the heart of Jersey. But at the same time, somebody needs to shake her. Somebody needs to wake her up and tell her, listen, no one wants to watch you fight with your brother for 12 fucking years. Okay, we're over it. Um, I mean, yeah, we get it. It's fun drama sometimes. It's fun to have little feuds here and there. But the fact that she's talking about shit that happened 10 years ago is just like insane to me. Like we need to move forward from this and we need to, you know... We need to squash this. I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here. And I, I know that we probably don't want to even talk about this because it's so, so like just horrible. I mean, it's like insane. But at the Jersey reunion during part one, um, Teresa finally admitted what every Bravo fan has known for years that she and Melissa aren't close. We know this. They have not been close. They have never been close. Um, they used to fight like every scene, you know, they would fight every, every reunion they would fight. Um, and Teresa basically said, uh, and I have the quotes here. This is the thing, honey, we're not close. Like you're my sister-in-law, but we're not close. She also added that she's super close to her fiance, Louis sisters, which is why they are a part of her bridal party. She noted, yes, I speak to them all the time. My um, And Melissa said, my heart's beating fast right now because it's kind of sad for me. It's just that we have a lot of memories, even if we're not close. Excuse me. Oh my gosh, I keep burping, guys. This is insane. Sorry, I don't know if that's TMI. but um, <laughs> She then noted how much she's helped Teresa's mom and her ex-husband, Joe Judice, with their four daughters while she was away in prison for a year. 
She said, when you were away, I was the one helping your mother pick up your girls and bringing them to their school dance. You remember that? Um, there was a lot I've done, so please don't take that away from me. We have history, honey, me and you, and I love you very much, and I'm happy for you, but I think you should remember what family is. And Teresa replied, I don't feel close to you. Like, that's the thing. Um, and Melissa then notes that must be why she and Joe and their kids were put at the friends table during Teresa and Louis' engagement party. Um... <laughs> I'll, I'll give you guys my opinion on that in just a second. But Melissa then pointed out that Teresa was a part of her bridal party. And then Teresa then called Melissa out for having her wedding while she was pregnant. Teresa said, I um, was Melissa's bridesmaid when I was a month away from giving birth. And I'm just saying, if she was a cool sister-in-law, she would have been like, let me wait until after you have the baby so we can party harder. Good sister-in-laws, wait. <laughs> she literally wanted... I'm not even going to... Uh, you guys know. I'm not even going to get into it. Later in the reunion, Teresa struggled to remember a time that she defended Melissa, even though she's sure she has at some point. Um, listen, okay, so I'm going to give, okay, bottom line, I would absolutely, there's nothing that I would love more in this world for this family to get along. Um, and we've wanted that for years. We were on that path for years. I cannot believe we are about to go backwards now. And it's all because Teresa's getting married and she won't have Melissa as her fucking bridesmaid. I mean, come on. It's it's just insane to me. This is not her first wedding. It's not this big hoopla. Um, how hard for it how hard would it be for Melissa to just be a bridesmaid in the wedding? Um, I've I probably have previously said this, but I, I know that they're not close and I know that it makes sense that they're not, you know, I, I realize that. I, in Teresa's logic, I realize that they're not close. And that, you know, that that wouldn't be fair, really, for her to be a bridesmaid. But at the same time, if you look at it from the grand scheme of things, I've had a lot of time to think about all this, y'all. That's why it's taken me long to, to talk to y'all on here, because I had to gather my thoughts. Um, it is just really sad that, um, that we're here 12 seasons later, and this is like, you know, Melissa, you know, I have my own frustrations with Melissa only because I feel like she just doesn't have much of a storyline going on any season unless it has to do with Teresa so in that sense you know I feel like if Teresa was gone Melissa Woodley wouldn't have anything to you know I, I don't think that she would have anything to discuss same with Joe I, I think that there would be no place for you know Melissa if Teresa wasn't there with that being said I really do not understand what it is that Teresa does not like about Melissa. I don't, I want to know, like, if there's something that we just don't know. Because I, I physically, 12 seasons later, I physically cannot fathom why this relationship has not worked. Um, and I know that it's a two-way street because I get it. We all have complicated families. And, you know, I'm very keen to believe that, you know, Melissa is not 100% innocent in this situation. So, you know, if your team... If you're team Melissa, you know, I'm going to burst your bubble a little bit. It's a two-way street. So um, I never see Melissa making the effort, you know, with Teresa. Um, just like Teresa doesn't make the effort with Melissa, I don't see I don't see that being reciprocated for each other. I don't feel like Teresa should go out of her way to be nice to Melissa if Melissa doesn't go out of her way to be nice to Teresa. With that being said, they're on two opposite ends of the couch. Um, and I mean that in the literal sense and also just you know, a non-literal sense. Because if you look at the show right now, like I said earlier, it's Team Teresa, which has Dolores and, and Jennifer on it. And then you got Team Melissa, which has Margaret and Jackie on it. It's been like that for four years now, I think four years. 
Um, that's got to hurt Teresa a little bit. I mean, I'm sure she would love to have her sister-in-law on her side, but I get it. Teresa has to defend her sister-in-law. Um, and Melissa has to do the same. Melissa can't, you know, um, you know, in Teresa's defense, um, Melissa has to step it up a little bit more. Let's be real. Um, you know, like she almost needs to be the middleman, um, in the situation. She needs to kind of bring everybody together. And I feel like she's doing that, but she's not really doing that. Um, I don't know. Like I have mixed emotions about it, you guys, because I am Teresa. I am a Teresa fan, but I also understand the logic behind all this. So, um, I, I, I don't know. I almost feel like, sorry, I'm trying to think about this. I, I, I just, I know I'm rambling at this point because I have a lot of, I have a lot of thoughts on this whole situation. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, it's definitely, you know, closing thoughts. I would say I'm going to wrap it up. Um, it's a two-way street. So I think that Melissa and Teresa both need to work on it. With that being said, um, I I understand the frustrations on both parties. I understand, trust me. Um, and I definitely understand. It was like the first reunion that I was ever just so down the middle with my feelings towards everybody. I mean, from Dolores to Melissa to Margaret to Teresa. Like, I was just so down the middle with how I felt about everything which I rarely am. I'm usually pretty set on one side. And this reunion, I, I wasn't. So I will say that, you know, um, Teresa and Melissa have a long way to go. And I really thought that they didn't, but they really do. Okay, so I do have a source um, all about The Real Housewives, exclusive source, um, for season 13 of New Jersey. So I believe that they're starting to film May 23rd, so next week. Um, producers on the show have told all about the Real Housewives exclusively uh, who has been selected to join the cast. So Danielle Cabral, Rachel Fuda, and Jen Fessler will be joining next season. And the ladies all know of each other but aren't actual friends. Rachel will be introduced as Melissa's friend because they both have sons going to the same school. But Rachel was found from Frank Catania's current girlfriend. And sources are also saying that the girls are all starting to meet prior to the show. Most of the ladies have met and have had lunch with each other just because they are selected to be on the show doesn't mean they will be an official housewife until after filming gets wrapped. Last season, we thought that we'd have Tracy on full-time but realized she was more of a friend and the same thing could happen with these ladies. So after some digging, we saw that all three are active on Instagram and that Jennifer, Teresa, both follow Danielle and Margaret and Melissa follow Rachel and Jen on social media. I have pictures of them here. They all look pretty Jersey to me. And sources also confirm that Jackie will indeed have a limited role on the next season of Jersey. Um, and they said, we were happy to see Jackie open up a bit more last season, but realize she doesn't have the factor. She doesn't have the factor needed to be full time, which um, I kind of saw that coming. I think that they need to shake up the dynamic just a little bit. So it's going to be interesting to see this, this new side of Jersey for sure. So it actually is worth mentioning that Teresa, because she never does this, she did do an Instagram apology following uh, the reunion. Um, Joe posted a video clip of Michael Rappaport hosting the Wendy Williams show where he insisted that New Jersey can't afford to lose Joey Gorga. Michael said that the Joe that Joe ain't no bitch boy and that he's great for the show. And he also demanded that Joe doesn't quit the show. And um, Teresa took the opportunity to apologize to Joe in the comment section of this post by saying, I am so sorry, did not mean that at all. There was so much going on during the taping that I lost myself. Love you tons. 
And Joe has yet to publicly address Teresa's apology, but perhaps he has acknowledged it in private. Um, very interesting that she decided to apologize via um, <laughs> via Instagram comment section, but um, I think it's going to take a little bit more than that. But you know, a Teresa apology is really impressive, let's just say. So some tea has been spilled. Um, <laughs> Teresa appeared on Christian Grace Snow's The Slut Pig podcast, where she confirmed that Dolores wasn't invited to her engagement party due to her longstanding feud with Dina Manzo, which I actually didn't know about this. Teresa said, I know her and Dina do not speak, but Dina's in California. Dolores is here, so I can have relationships with both of them. Dina never tells me anything about Dolores and vice versa. Dolores doesn't say anything about Dina. Teresa also noted that she wanted to avoid any conflict at her engagement party since the event was small and intimate. However, Teresa said that Dolores will be at her upcoming wedding. And she said, I was like, you know what? She's going to be at the wedding and she'll be fine. Um, during part one of the Jersey reunion, Dolores addressed not scoring an invite to Teresa's engagement party, which was in December of 2021. She said, I would have liked to have been there, but I wasn't mad because really all I care about is her. But I feel bad when people ask me why I wasn't there. So I called Teresa and said, was I not invited because you're mad at me? And she's like, no, no, no. We only invited couples that we go out with. And she said, I thought that's enough for me. And M Melissa said that she was in shock that Dolores wasn't at the event. And she said, you guys have been friends for so many years. And Dolores replied by saying, if that's how Louie and her wanted that party, that's fine. My concern, my concern is her enjoying that day. Um, definitely, um, definitely interesting. We'll, we'll touch on that in just a little bit. So one thing that was kind of left up in the air was Dolores and Jennifer's, you know, friendship. And we don't really know what's, what's next for them. I guess we'll find out next season, but... As you may recall, um, Jennifer claimed that she felt like Dolores had a hidden agenda, which Dolores fired back by saying, this fucking see you next Tuesday. However, turns out Dolores' bigger issue with Jennifer is how she treated her leading up to the reunion. In February, Jennifer called Dolores a jerk while chatting with Access Hollywood and said, she claims to defend me and she does in real life. She really does defend me and I love her. And I thought she loves me in real life and sometimes is a jerk to me on the show. But now I'm starting to realize she doesn't like me and just appeases me for the show. So I don't know where we stand. I just know some of the things I saw this season were really hurtful. Hopefully we can try to work it out at the reunion. I believe I talked to you guys about that when that came out months ago. Now Dolores is making it clear that she is done with Jennifer heading into season 13, which is set to begin filming uh, next week. Dolores spoke with Page Six where she said, The way she spoke about me was unwarranted. I did reach out to her off camera and I did try to speak to her as a friend and she said, I'll see you at the reunion. That was a very pivotal moment for me to see that person who I've stuck up for so much and feel that I've been there for spoke to me like, I'll see you at the reunion. I've been a friend to you on the show since you've been on. I've left events with you. I've had your back when you were undefendable, whether you were in front of me or not. And this is the way I get treated. I feel like it's probably better for both me and Jen not being friends. The way I left that reunion is the way it will stay, is the way it is. This is fine. I don't have to be everyone's friend. I'm not used to being treated like this by women, sorry, or anyone, because I don't deserve it. Snap. Um, I really don't know where they went wrong. I don't really know why Jennifer um, is all of a sudden creating this problem with Dolores. I think Dolores is blindly loyal to not only Teresa... Um, but Jennifer, I think that, you know, she has, I mean, she has left events. She's defended Jennifer when she was undefendable, um, indefensible, whatever the word is. I don't even know. Um, so I, I don't really know what happened there. I don't, I don't. Also in that interview with page six, Dolores did respond to the claims that she was not invited to Teresa's engagement party due to Dina Manzo being there. 
She shared her feelings about the snub and she is not holding back. She said, I would be lying to say it didn't hurt on some level. Not being invited to somewhere shouldn't hurt me. Okay, so I'm going to remind myself of that when these things happen. I am human, but I shake it off and I'm like, okay. I spoke to Teresa about it and she was like, you know, I don't know why I said that. Whatever the reason is, should there be a reason? No. To me, there was no good reason whether it was Dina or whether it was we didn't go out with didn't go out for couples. Um, Dolores insists that the two never had a fight or a falling out. She said, sometimes friendships have expiration dates. There's no rhyme or reason why two people have, have to always stay in each other's lives. You don't need to get into a fight to go separate ways. I was a part of Dina's life that, um, she was here. So that was something I feel like she wanted to leave, which she did. That's my guess. She moved on from a life that she had. And I was a part of that understood and understandable. Again, I'm not offended. Um, while there is no bad blood between her and Dina, Dolores admits that she has no interest in rekindling their friendship. She said, I think we're different. I'm not saying that I wouldn't say hello to her and her husband, Dave. I saw them at Teresa's mom's funeral. I saw them at her niece's wedding. She said, we spoke. I met Dave. Um, Dolores also notes that she and Teresa don't allow their individual friendships with Dina and Caroline to get in between their longstanding relationship. It's kind of like the diplomatic immunity. Teresa and I have a vested friendship from a very long time ago that these things will not get in the way. We made a pact that they won't. Sometimes we can fight and have it out and we're fine the next day. That's how we are as friends. It's going to be interesting to see the dynamic between Teresa and Dolores next year because they have been friends for so long, but I feel like something has shifted now. Um, I mean, it's safe to say just because of the whole engagement thing, but we'll see. Lastly, I do want to share Melissa revealed to Dylan Hafer on his podcast, Bitches Mention It All podcast is what it's called, um, <laughs> that she truly feels like she has hit every avenue with Teresa and she has no guilt about ending after ending her friendship, um, which I don't really think it's like a friendship, but um, she basically admits that she feels a little free after she and Teresa made a pact to stop pretending like they like each other at New Jersey at the reunion. Sorry. She said, it's okay to say that Teresa and I don't have the best relationship and I don't feel guilty saying that because I tried really hard and I know that I tried hard for my in-laws and for my husband. Hmm. My in-laws are not here anymore and now it is sad to see Joe not have family. And she revealed that her final straw with Teresa came when she watched back their interactions during season one of The Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. She said, when I went back and watched The Ultimate Girls Trip, I was watching some of the scenes they filmed together um, or filmed Teresa and I together on the plane and we were in the car and I remember looking at her and genuinely saying this is so exciting that we get to do this together and this is something fun we'll have these memories that we did something fun when we get older and she noted that watching season 12 and her her and Joe's reunion drama with Teresa was the icing on the cake um, she said she kind of just rolled her eyes and looked at me between that and watching the season of Jersey I just feel like I tried and I'm good um, she admits that she wants to have a good relationship with Teresa, but she ultimately feels that her loyalty to Teresa has never been reciprocated. She said, that was another thing I watched and thought, I feel like I give up. She also says that she hopes to never discuss her and Joe's issues with Teresa and on New Jersey again when it comes to moving forward with her sister-in-law. She said, we are all, as a cast, sick of it. Does anybody really want to see Teresa, Melissa, and Joe argue and make up to break up? Just, to leave, just leave it alone. I don't care if we never talked about it again. You have... You have me all fucked up and you got it all twisted. I don't want to talk about Teresa or the family ever again if it was up to me. See, I don't think this is the right mentality, though. Like, I, I wanted to share this because I really don't think it's the right mentality. Um, the fact that she's kind of giving up is what's frustrating. I mean, don't get me wrong. I agree with her. I don't want to see her fight with, you know, I don't want to see her fight with Teresa anymore. 
But I'm saying I don't think she should give up on... Um, I honestly, I, I mean, does she make an effort though? Like really? I mean, think about it. What individual scenes has she filmed with Teresa since Teresa came back from jail? And this is, you know, four seasons, four or five seasons ago. When have you seen Melissa and Teresa film individually on the show together? They don't. And that's my frustration. It's like, why don't, why doesn't Melissa make that effort? Why doesn't Teresa make that effort? I, I don't understand it. And when she says I tried, I mean, it's different when it's like, when it's family things, I get that. But as far as being on the show and having that friendship and being close with her, no, she doesn't try. So I don't, I don't understand. And when I say she, I guess I mean both of them because they don't. So, um, it's interesting to me. I, I want to see what, what happens next season, but I'd really like to see a change. I really want, I really want to see that change. Just one quick thing to share with Orange County because I am... As much as I love Jersey, I'm sick of talking about it now. Um, <laughs> so it has been reported that Jen, Dr. Jen, has filed for separation from her husband, Ryan, uh, per TMZ. So last week, Jen filed for separation from Ryan. She listed the reason for the split as irreconcilable irreconcilable differences. And she noted that their date of separation as September 8th, 2021. Um, they were married for eight years and they share three kids together. Um, and Jennifer has requested legal and physical custody of the kids, giving Ryan visitation rights, which is very interesting because I thought he was the housewife in the situation. Um, Jennifer and Ryan's relationship woes played out during season 16 of Orange County. In February, Jennifer revealed that she and Ryan split after filming season 16, but ultimately reconciled. In March 2022, the couple listed their $8 million Newport Beach home in hopes of having a refresh, having a fresh start, sorry. Eventually, they took the house off the market and opted to rent it out for $20,000 a month instead. Meanwhile, a page six source gives further insight, saying there was no specific catalyst for the filing. After their first trial separation in September, Jen and Ryan were still in limbo, and Jen felt like she needed to take this step to improve their family dynamic. The issues they've been having are the same issues that played out on the show, but all is amicable, and they are committed to keeping their kids stable and happy. And Jen released this statement via People, saying... Ryan and I are taking some time apart to focus on ourselves and our children. While we are very sad, we are hoping that we will heal and be even stronger as a family. We ask for patience as we navigate this new chapter in our lives. I really wish the best for them. I really do. I'm saying that non-sarcastically, by the way. I, I mean it. <laughs> well, my friends, we have reached the end of the Ultimate Breakdown. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that I, you know, kind of made up for lost time a little bit with all my you know, grueling opinions and searching of the tea. I think we did pretty good. There was a couple other things that I wanted to share, but I'm going to leave it there and um, talk to you guys later about all this stuff that I want to add on to that. But um, anyways, here is your flash filming update. Atlanta is airing on Sundays. Beverly Hills is airing on Wednesdays. Miami is currently still filming for their upcoming season. Jersey starts filming next week for their 13th season. Uh, Roni, I have no updates so far yet on the casting, but I will let you guys know when I hear more. Orange County is in the same boat. I haven't heard anything about casting yet, but I will let you guys know. Um, hopefully we get some big changes soon. Um, Potomac is currently still filming. Salt Lake City has wrapped, and I don't really know when we're getting a premiere, a premiere for that, so stay tuned. Um, and Real Housewives of Dubai is airing on June 1st. The season trailer is season one trailer is on my Instagram. You can head there and check it out. And the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, uh, which we're really excited about, airs uh, June 28th, 
23rd? I think it's the 23rd. Oh my God, it's the 23rd. Yes, June 23rd is Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, XY is at the Manor. It's going to be awesome. You can head to my Instagram and watch the trailer there. But yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you soon. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes arrive. If you have any news to share, feel free to message me so I can talk about all your favorite tea. Follow me on Instagram at Housewives Happy Hour with AJ for updates on the podcast and the latest news regarding all things Housewives. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.